I want to share with you throughout this camp a very important message. Heroes of faith. Heroes of faith. The will of man is so powerful that Jesus could not change Judas. The will of man is so powerful that upon all the faith messages Jesus preached, Thomas still doubted. It's not how many conferences you attend, it is what you do with what you hear. The will of man is so powerful, after three years of working with Jesus, Peter still went back fishing. To let you know something, the problem is never the pastor. The problem is never what you hear or the meeting you attended. You on the receiving end also have a role to play. There are people who have attended mighty conferences, massive conferences with different, different men of God gathered together and they still came back the same. I mean, let's look around. Sometimes there are these big, big programs with six men of God from USA, two from the UK, and a prophet from Ghana did not change them. They entered the meeting and came back the same. And like I said, the will of man is so powerful that Jesus could not do anything about having a Judas. What didn't Jesus preach? You can choose to forget a message. You can decide that it will mean nothing to you. You can also decide that it will be a blessing to you. Most messages that are meant to be a blessing to you, if you don't allow them to be a blessing to you, they'll be a lesson to you. I'm starting with this because there are some of you seated here who are with us from Best Western. Some two did not continue from Best Western. The pastor is never the problem. Jesus explained it in the parable of the sower. I don't want to go into that. I want us to pay attention. I'm going to read the whole of Hebrews 11. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, <laughs> the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, I'll begin with this. The primary teaching on faith, which is believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. Eh? Let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 11. Maybe let's start from verse 22. And Jesus answered said unto them, have faith in God. Jesus is teaching on faith. If there's anyone who will have the most accurate teaching on faith, it will be Jesus. So look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Classic teaching on faith. But you see, everything that Jesus taught on faith, these elementary subjects. So, Jesus taught a classic on faith. But what people don't realize is the elementary teaching on faith, believe in your heart, speak with your mouth, and you have it, you know, speak with it. It is not the end of faith. That's not the end for faith. That's not the reason why you learn it. The reason for you to understand faith is not for you to exercise faith in getting a car. It's not for you to exercise faith to get a house. If someone exercised faith to get a house and share the testimony, I just, I, I spoke and I got a house. I spoke and I got a land. I spoke and I got a car. It is not recognized with God. Make sure you are listening. It is not recognized with God because the end of faith is not speaking to receive something. There is a reason for faith. Now, why is that necessary? It is necessary because the reason for faith will require that you know that. 
And you cannot come into the realization of this truth. Huh? The realization of the subject of faith is that while I am exercising my faith to get pencil and pen, it is because I am training it for the real reason for faith. So we will not push away the teaching of Jesus because that's the fundamental. But the real reason for that is that you are learning, you are learning how to exercise your faith. You exercised it, you got a pen. You exercised it, you got some money. You exercised it, you got a car. You exercised it. It's because you are training your faith for the real reason for faith. And that's what I'm sharing with you. Heroes of faith. Hebrews 11, from verse 1. As I'm going to read everything. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Obel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen, as he yet moved with fear, prepared an act to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed and he went not knowing whether he went. By faith he saw John in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in the multitude and as the sun which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is unheavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him, he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both sons of Joseph, both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect 
unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, thank you, Jesus, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to the flight the abyss of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings, and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and of imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Hallelujah. What does verse 40 mean? Verse 40 means these men's faith is incomplete with our testimony of faith. That means Hebrews 11 is still being written. It means God is still counting heroes of faith today. These were heroes of faith. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 5. Verse 43. I am coming in my Father's name, Jesus is speaking, and you receive me not. Another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. Verse 4. <laughs> How can you believe? Which receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. What's he saying? He said, how can you have faith? Now remember where we are coming from in the topic of faith. He said, how can you be counted as a man of faith? That this, that means this is the impediment of the true life of faith. He said, how can you believe or how can you have faith or how can you walk in faith which receive honor one from another? So I want us to look at the scriptures. If the scriptures are real, if the scriptures are true. He said, how can you have faith which receive honor one from another? What's he saying? Which receive honor from a man to a man. Oh, you became this in your life. Everybody, ah, oh, wow, wow. You just this, oh, oh, you are this, you are that. How can you be a man of faith? That's what he's saying. Jesus is saying, you, 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 you cannot be an, a hero of faith. You cannot be a man of faith. He said, because in your life, he said, you seek honor from another man. Then he says, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Now, these guys 
I'd like you to understand something. These guys in Hebrews 11, remember that they, they had contemporaries. They were not living in the world alone. There were people in those days. Think about it. Think about Noah. Think about Noah. How was it like? I mean, today we read the, the, the story and because probably we, we started reading it from, from uh, when we were kids. So it looks like a normal story. Someone just goes to, you know, he, he goes to put an ark together and he goes preaching. He goes preaching and the people don't, they, they, they laugh at him. They scorn him. And he's building his ark for about a hundred years. A lot of time to be laughed at and a lot of time to give up. He tells them there's going to be rain. The people laugh at him. Imagine the kind of man that Noah was in his day. That means Noah did not seek honor from man because if he sought honor from the contemporaries of his days, he would never build the ark. He would never finish the ark. He would never continue the ark. I mean, some of you are just being teased by your friends. You cannot take it. You are even trying to blend in in a way just so that because they are laughing at you too much. Noah is now called a hero of faith because he forgot everything that was going on in his day and he walked he, he decided to be with God. He's called a hero of faith. Moses, you must be out of your mind, Moses. To leave Pharaoh's palace, Moses, you must be out of your mind. And when we say Pharaoh's palace, don't think of it like your chief, the chief in your, in your town. Pharaoh's palace, in the, Pharaoh was the world superpower at the time, like US. Moses leaves the White House and he goes to Sudan. What are you doing there? God sent me. What are you doing there? He said, God sent me. He said, how can you believe? Jesus said, how can you believe? How can you be a man of faith? He said, you, you seek honor one from another. He said, you do not seek the honor that comes from God only. I want to ask you a question. Can you be alone? Can you be alone in following God? Can you be alone? Can a hundred people go a particular road and God tells you to go this road? Can you be alone? What about Abraham? You see, the theme of this camp is a far more exceeding and eternal there are things you receive from God. They are not man-made things. What about Abraham? God tells him to stand up and walk out. He's go somewhere. Where? He doesn't know. He starts going. Listening to God. Listening to God. The craziest of all is his wife. Why? Why am I saying the wife is crazy? Because he didn't hear God. So he's listening to the husband. She didn't hear God. That's what I said. God said we should go. Okay. Let's go. The craziest of all. To the extent that Avimelech is coming for her. He say, Abraham, your father, you have brought me here. She follows Avimelech. The other time, Pharaoh did the same thing. He follows Pharaoh. From there, they still come out. They are still going. He said, God is going to give us a child. He said, Abraham, don't worry yourself. At this my age. And she's still following Abraham. And she's not hearing God. Though. Abraham has heard God. She's following Abraham. You can imagine the voices of the woman of her day. You must be crazy. How can you believe you will seek honor one from another and seek not the honor that coming from God only? Oh, who else should we look at? Rahab? <laughs> who else are we looking at? These are the heroes of faith. Concerning Abel, the scripture said, and God testifying of his gifts. Question. If God testifies of what you do, will it mean something to you? Will it mean something to you? Or you still want to fit in society? How can you believe? You seek honor one from another. And seek not the honor that comes from God only. Isaiah said, he said, their fear of me is taught by the precept of men. Everything they fear is what men have arranged. 
if I ever walk in this world, if I ever walk in this world and I never build a house and I ha never have a land and I serve the purposes of God in my generation, will it mean something to me? You know the beautiful thing about these men? Go back to verse 3, Hebrews 11. The reason I'm, 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 I'm tell, I was telling you that that was an elementary, uh, speaking and receiving is elementary in faith because that's a training for a real thing. Is that through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear? What's this meaning? It means then he began from Abel. It means there's a way God wanted the world to go. These men's lives, all right, these men's lives was given to make it come to pass. Those are the heroes of faith. Men who look at the, the purposes of God, who look at what God wants to achieve in the world and they put their life on the line for it. Now, we, re, we, we, we read it. All of us read it over there. Not all of it ended in a rosy way. Not all of it ended in a rosy way. So he said, how can, you, how can you have faith? How can you be a man of faith? How can you believe? You that seek honor one from another. You want to verify your Christianity with money. And, and by saying that, I'm not even talking about money, you know, as in having it. No, you are verifying your Christianity by what's in your account. When you have money, God is good. When you don't have money, God is not good. How can you believe? How can you believe? Because you don't have a car, God has forsaken you. Did you read about these guys? Did you just read about these guys? I'll talk to you about somebody. He could have been a hero of faith. Remember that when Abraham was mentioned, remember that Abra Sarah never really heard from God. Sarah was also mentioned. She never really heard from God. Sarah was just following Abraham. How beautiful. But there was another guy. He was also following Abraham. But his name did not appear here. His choices. You see, in those days, among their contemporaries, they didn't know God would write it. We don't even know what God would do with our life right now. There was no camera on them. Nobody told them that someone is writing how you are living. So they were just living their life and they were making their choices. Some of the choices were entering God's books. Some of the choices were wasted. They were wasted life. It did not enter into the hall of faith. This guy could have been a hero of faith. Probably would have been reading. After reading about Abraham, would have read about Lot. But Lot's choices. Lot could not be a man of faith. He ended up in a cave. He ended up in a cave. Destroyed his whole life. Meanwhile, it was before him. Listen, I've been a pastor for a while and I've been a leader for a while. The things people give, they give God up for. Sometimes I never understand it. What do you want to be known for? 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 So how can you believe? You will seek honor one from another. Seek honor one from another. You want people to know you're too beautiful to go to church. You are too scholarly. You are too scholarly to work in the house of God. You are too scholarly to be a pastor, to be a leader. Too much. How can you believe? Where do you want your name to appear? In the books of men or in the books of God? Lot's problems, I want to show you something. Lot's problems, that we won't look at him today. Lot's problems started from Abraham. Abraham caused Lot's problems. I'll show you. Genesis 12. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whew. So, I mean, we know from Genesis chapter 1, now the Lord has said to Abraham, now Abraham has received the, he has received the instruction from God. And he's, 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 he's moved. But there was a problem. Abraham caused Lot's issue. You'll see it in a bit. So 
that we all guard against becoming a lot. Eh? We all guard against becoming a lot. Following Abraham and ending up in a cave. You can follow the right person and end up the wrong way. Verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there builded he an altar. Now look at something. Unto the Lord who builded he an altar, unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Okay? And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Uh, uh, pay attention to pitch his tent. And pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. Pay attention to that. He pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed, going on still toward the south. And there was famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt. Hold on. God didn't ask him to go there. Clearly, you see that Abraham didn't go this, to this place because he had a divine instruction. He went there because he was hungry. What hunger has made people sell eh? Remember in the Bible, two women boiled their son. Hunger, hunger. Do you know what your son represents? Your son is your extension. That's your future. When you're not around, there's something of you that is still alive. I mean, the people were able to destroy their future. Because they were hungry. Abraham saw famine. All the while, Abraham received instruction from God. He moves. Received instruction from God. And you can see clearly that, and there was famine in the land. Not the Lord said to Abraham. Are you following me? Okay, follow me. He says, and there was famine in the land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there. Look, there are some people, where they are in their life, the choices they are making, the things they are doing, it's because of famine. God never sent them there. It's because of a challenge. So there was famine in the land and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land. Now remember, in the time of Isaac, there was famine in the land. When he was about to move, God told him, don't go. His father had made the same mistake. He went to Egypt. Famine took him to Egypt. Look at something. Verse 11. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarah his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. I mean, not fair like color fair like is. It means that you are a beautiful woman, okay? Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save, save thee alive. Understand? Women get away with a lot of things. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So, something is going on over here because of the Next verse. And it came to us that when Abraham was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The prince also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abraham well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and he, and he asses and made servants and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Why says thou, she is my sister, so I might have taken her to me to wife? Now therefore behold thy wife, take her and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. So remember that Abraham has gone to Egypt. Sarah is with him, and Lot is also with him. Go to Genesis chapter 13. And Abraham went out of Egypt, 
he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. Are you seeing now? So Abraham was there, Sarah was there, Lot was there. He said, now they went out of Egypt. Because of what was going on now, they decided to now go out of Egypt. Verse 3, to let you know what was going on. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and I. Are you seeing? What has he done? Come on. What has he just done? What has he just done? Okay. Let me show you what he has just done. Verse 3 again. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel. Remember that in Genesis chapter 12, he built an altar in Bethel. He pitched a tent at, between Bethel and Hai. So this was his altar. So when he came out of Egypt from the famine, the first thing he went was that he went back to his first love. He went where he called upon the name of the Lord. He went back to Bethel. He went back to where he had pitched the tent. Verse 4. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. Remember I said he has gone back to his first love. Because now he had left where he was to Egypt. And Egypt is a type of the world. So he has left and he has gone into the world. After all the things that happened to him, he went back and he repented. He has gone back to the altar where he called upon the name of the Lord. When there was famine, that is what he should have done. And there Abraham did what? Called on the name of the Lord. That is what he should have done before. But then he went into Egypt. His wife was taken. God had to intervene. When he finished, he says, my wife, let's go back. Then he went back to where he called upon him, the name of the Lord. Then he found, found the, the tent there, the altar, and he called upon the name of the Lord. Let, verse 5. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks, heads, and tents. Make sure you are paying attention. Hmm. Go to verse 8. You know the story, so I don't want to bore you with a lot of reading. Verse 8. Now, this time, they've, they've come back to the tent. Now, they've started prospering. They had too much that the land could not contain them. So, they said they want to separate now. So, verse 8. Nebraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, because their servants were now fighting. Lot's servants and Abraham's servants were now fighting. Lot was a very foolish man. The, your uncle who hears from God, your servants are fighting with his servants. What are you supposed to do? Call your servants and say, you are fighting with my uncle. No. He allowed the fight. When he, then Abraham came. This is how you know someone that God is with. No strife. And Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife. I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headsmen and thy headsmen, for we be brethren. Your uncle is calling you brethren. You are, you are agreeing. The one, the, your man of God, you see, he's your, he's your man of God because he hears God. You never heard God, but you are prospering. Come on, think about it. You are prospering. You never heard a single voice from God. All you are hearing, your uncle said, let's go left. You go left. Let's go right. Go right. And you are prospering. Your headsmen are fine with the headsmen. You're supposed to rebuke them. But Abraham, he said, we'll be brethren. He agrees. Lord said, yes, we'll be brethren. Next verse. Is it not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will take, to, I will go to the right. What a man Abraham was. He didn't want to fight with his niece, his nephew. He said, don't worry. Go to, if you take the left, I'll take the right. He didn't say, you know, I'm your uncle. Now, we are separating you. Go here. He said, no, let's, we'll be brethren. Don't let us fight. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. The, the consciousness. Or if thou depart to the right, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes. Now, pay attention. The reason I said Abraham started Lot's problems. 
And Lord lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. Abraham took Lot to Egypt. He now saw something. Lot has now seen what life should be. He has seen what life should look like. Before, he was just following his uncle. Now, he's thinking without a Ferrari, he has not made it. He has seen Egypt. So, when he was choosing, what was in his mind? Egypt. Lift your right hand. Pray in the Holy Ghost. His, what, what he saw, what he saw, what he saw, what he saw is now his problem. What he saw in Egypt is now his problem. There are people today, their whole life, their whole life now, God is under attack from them because of something they have seen. It has nothing to do with God's plan for their life. But now they want to achieve it. They want to get it. They want to be it because they have seen something. They have either seen their sister or seen their brother or seen their uncle or seen a friend having it, holding it. They are now looking at their life. They are not thinking about what God brought them to the world to do again. They are now looking at my life the, the only way they will rate their, that they are successful or God is doing well for them or God is with them is by what that thing they want to achieve. Now you see, go to verse 11. When Abraham said this, Lord should have said, Abraham, you are the one who hears from God. Choose for me. He looked at the better parts. He looked at the good parts. He said, uncle, this is my part. But that was the beginning of all his problems. This is why Lord did not become hero of faith. Then Lord chose him. He chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and journeyed east and they separate themselves the one from the other. Next verse. And Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lord dwelt in the cities of the plain. Now hold on. People think that Lot was first of all living, he was first living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Not true. They're shocked. It didn't start like that. You see, going uh, 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 taking a detour back into the world is not one thing like this. Going out of destiny. No, no, no. Lot did not immediately come out of uh, uh, Abraham and say he's going to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. Let me tell you the re- one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I couldn't have done that was because in Sodom, when you enter, the way they initiate into the city is by rape. Yeah, yeah. They rape you. Then you are now part of the city. So, so um, Lot, I'm not saying he was interested. So, where he dwelt, now look at it again. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, not in Sodom. He dwelt in the cities of the plain. Now, you see something there. And pitched his tent towards Sodom. Remember in Genesis chapter 12, when Abraham was pitching his tent, he pitched it towards the house of God. Lot pitched his tent. Now, I want to explain this to you. In architecture, when you say you are building your house, one of the things they look at is the view. What is your view? So when he pitches tent, that means when he views from his tent, he sees Sodom. When Abraham was pitching his tent, Abraham pitched his tent against the house of God. When Lot was pitching his tent, he pitched against Sodom. So when he wakes up, even though the Bible called Lot a righteous man, when he wakes up, his view is Sodom. His view is sinfulness. He was a righteous man, but anytime he wakes up, what he's looking at is sin. His tent was against Sodom. He looked at everything that was not right. He looked at everything that was not correct. Pitched his tent towards Sodom. Every time he wakes up, that is his view. Every time he wakes up, that is his view. 
He doesn't know that he was in his way there. If you keep looking at it, you are going there. What you don't want, you don't watch. The guy's life is about to change. He was okay with his uncle. His life is about to change now. He pitched his tent. He was dwelling in the seats of the plane and everything he's looking at is the world. He's looking at the world system, looking at the world system of success. You know, he's not thinking about what God is thinking about. He's looking at the world system. He's looking about how Sodom is green, how Sodom is flourishing, some people's businesses in Sodom is what is inspiring him. He's inspired by the people of Sodom. The people of Sodom are his role models now. His role models now. How can you believe? You will seek honor one from another. Not the honor that comes from God only. How can you believe? If you can close your eyes and look at the things God has done for you, if you use the lenses of the scriptures, you will know that you're actually doing well. You will know that you're actually doing well. But you have pitched your tent against Sodom. So everything God is doing looks like he has done nothing. So what does it mean to pitch your tent against Sodom? Lot is not in Sodom, but guess what? He's also not with Abraham. So where is he? He's on the border. He's, he is in between Abraham and Sodom. He is not with Abraham. He is not with Sodom. He's on the border. We play gospel music in the morning and full in the evening. We are all Christians. Lot. You are Lot. He's a Christian. He's a Christian. But if laws are passed in a particular direction that God is against, leave people to be. Leave people to be. Don't judge anybody. Leave them alone. We all sin differently. You never heard it? You never heard we all sin differently? Ah, so we all sin differently. I told you the story of <laughs> my friend's wedding. And the problem was not my friend. It's the, <laughs> I think it's the, the, the people who planned the wedding. But you cannot do that to me. You cannot hijack me. I like my friend, Pastor Trusout. On his wedding day. Have I told you the story? On his wedding day. I've told you the story. On his wedding day. Eh? On his wedding day. I was telling his church. On his wedding day, he's dancing with his wife. Bam, 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 bam. Then the DJ mistakenly played. Not mistakenly. I, I knew that the DJ was tired of playing gospel song the whole day. So he added peace square. Testimony. 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 Trusa left his wife. Went straight to the DJ. Shouted on him. Why are you playing this song? It is on record. Everybody remembers it. That in his wedding, he left his wife. <laughs> he went corrected DJ. Now, some of you might think, ah, wow, we're doing this thing. No. We'll come to that. You see, consecration is in levels. God selected Israel. They were different. It's a level of consecration. They were away from the world. But in Israel, it was Levi. They were consecrated from Israel. From Levi, there was the house of Aaron. Among the house of Aaron, there was Aaron and his sons. And there was Aaron himself. Consecration is in levels. I know where I am. I know where I am in my consecration. My consecration with God. If I have a birthday party, you play gospel song or you go out. Because if I play secular music, I cannot do an altar call. If I cannot do an altar call, I'm doing something wrong. Oh, Pastor, is it everywhere we do altar call? Yes. You know, what, you, what, you, what people don't know is that when the people of the world look at you, eh, most of the time, they are watching to see if you will stand with your conviction. I'll tell you the same, I'll use the same Pastor True South to explain. The one who planned his wedding, the wedding planner, was the same person who planned Buari's daughter's wedding. I mean, to tell you that she is a big person who plans different things. 
when you see the comments she made, because you know they post those things on Instagram, those wedding planners, and it even came on Bella Niger. She posted, said, he said, I was, this is the wedding planner speaking. He told him, he said, I have been to many, many events of so-called Christians and pastors. He said, they play gospel in the beginning, and later will tie it down. So he said, so I said, he told him, he said, I saw, I thought you would be one of them. He said, for the first time, I've seen someone who's stuck to what he believes. So they are watching. They will be the same ones who tell you, oh, just do it. Just do it. There's no anything. But in their mind, they are checking to see, will he stick with God? Will he stay with God? You cannot do it. No. Is there anything wrong with the secular music? Of course, maybe, maybe there's something wrong. But I said consecration is in levels. <laughs> you see, there's a glory, there's a holiness of God. There's a glory of God that comes into a place when there's, a, there's consecration. Lot. How Lot did not become a hero of faith even though he was following the father of faith. Abraham is called the father of faith. If you have already attended the wedding and you already played, don't think, I'm not judging you. I'm just, let's move forward from there. You just, you, I know. I'm not even necessarily attacking a wedding. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just an example of, so you get how to apply it, right? Yeah. You are doing birthday party. Oh, say, it's just a birthday party. It's a, it's a birthday party. I don't know. I, I don't know which DJ. If I'm having a birthday party, I don't know which DJ will play. I, he has not been born, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, Sakabayi. And I'll let him play it. Sakitakala. Lots. Verse 18. We're in Genesis chapter 13, verse 18. 13, verse 18. And Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. You never hear that Lot built an altar. He's a cruising guy. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, when you make decisions as a Christian, as a leader, God expects you to put other Christians into consideration. Look at Numbers chapter 32, verse 5. Numbers 32, verse 5. Now, hold on. He says, he said, he told the children of Reuben and Gad. Now, he told the children of Reuben and Gad. He said, the brethren are going to war. You are sitting here. And why is he telling them to go? Why is he insisting they go? He said, the brethren are going to war. You are sitting here. Why is he insisting they go? He said, because when you don't go, you will discourage the heart of your brethren. That one day that you said you are not going to church, do you know what they did to somebody's Christianity? Because sometimes you don't know. That one day, you said, ah, today I'm not, I'm not feeling like going to church. Somebody has been looking at you, watching you, say, hey, this lady's Christianity, dear. Hey. One day, one day, I'll be like her. Hey. One day, one day, ah, she's my role model. One day, one day, one day, one day. Then one day, you said, today I'm not feeling like The person came Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Before she knows by 8, 9, your Uber has come, you are going. Now she's looking at you, you are sleeping. Ah. Oh, she's going for second service. She's looking at you. She didn't go. She looked at you. Charlie, that's in is not really serious like that. What have you done? You have discouraged the heart of your brethren. You have discouraged their heart. Let me tell you, there are some, there are some things I, I stick to and I stay on doing because of you. So even when I'm not feeling like it, I have to appear in church. Why? Because if you ever hear... But Senok said he cannot come today because his ear is paining him. 
Think about it. You know, look at this scenario too. Maybe, you know, let me just use Matska Night again. Maybe it's Matska Night again and the police came and they start running away. <laughs> when they come, tell them, I'm not the pastor of the church. <laughs> Discourage the heart of your brethren. Everybody will look there and say, ah. <laughs> Remember the day you guys came to the house? You do. You were discouraged. I told them, I go. I went to pray. I sent them a word. They were encouraged. Everywhere they were going, I was going. I was going. That morning, I, I, I said, move the car. I said, let's, move, let's meet over here. They were going to police because I moved the car. We met over there. I was, you know, don't discourage the hearts of your people. They know you to be a Christian. Stand. Stand in the area. You cannot produce if you are not a good Christian. You're not, you cannot produce results if you're not a good Christian. Let's tackle this. Let's tackle some of these things. Elijah said, why do you halt between two opinions? Still, you are still on the border. Lots. Here, he's not with Abraham. Each one, he's not in Sodom. So he's not a bad guy. But he's in it. And let me tell you, some of those people are the most difficult people to ever deal with. Because Jesus Christ said, it's better you are even cold. It's better you are in Sodom so that we can pray for you. <laughs> it's better you are in Sodom so that we can pray for you. Or you are with Abraham, we know that you are safe. But you are in the middle. We don't know whether you are in Sodom or you are with Abraham. You are in the middle. You pitch a tent and you made your view Sodom. Why didn't you make your view your uncle? Lot. Lot. No wonder nobody name his child Lot. Nobody. <laughs> nobody give birth and say that my child shall be called Lot. Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that Charlotte, Charlotte is not for that. <sighs> oh, I want, to, I want to be known as a hero of faith. Sticking with God. When the world turns back on God, they'll come and see me with God. Stay with God. Hero of faith. Check all the heroes of faith. They had to defy the world to be with God. There's a verse I, I, I read. He said, of whom the world was not worthy. See, the world was not worthy of these guys. Can, can, you, imagine the, can, you, can you imagine such a statement that the world was not worthy of them? Come on. Some of us, the world is not worthy of us. So where do you ask? Because we have turned our back on everything. 